and welcome to episode 387 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. I should also say the creator of uh, Viper Crimson Strike Dawn? I always forget. Crimson Dawn. It's Crimson yes. Dawn, isn't it? Dawn. Um, oh yes, two hundred ninety-nine percent. I just looked. Two hundred ninety-nine percent earlier. We need like fit, as recording of this on Wednesday night. I need fifteen more quid, and I'll get the last stretch goal. So oh, look at that! Yes. That would that. be a long any any day now. Super successful, and uh, of course, we're also joined by the only man who rides a tandem bike solo. It's Tony Esmond. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the back seat for a longer ride. <laughs> <laughs> It's the scenic route, wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah. um, welcome... So laid back. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, that's what we are in this show. So laid back. We're probably asleep. Or dead. You never know. But welcome yeah. to the show, everyone. Hope um, hope you're doing well. Um, we are recording a little bit early this week, because probably, as you listen to this now, we're just recovering from going to a comic mart. So probably yep. on the next episode, we'll be talking about some of the dirty paper that we picked up. Vince is trying to recover some of the cash he's spent on me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Are we going to do the competition or not bother? You know. The, yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do it. Okay. And we can do it. I'll record yeah. it. We'll do a totally little... Not super serious. We're, we're, no, we're, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 like, we'd yeah. never do anything seriously. Oh, so yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, this is a very high... Why start now, 80? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very high-brow, intelligent show, this one. It's, it's the high point, <laughs> point of journalism. Yeah. What? Well, if he's in journalism recently... What? Uh, no. Well, if you put, well, put us alongside the Daily Mail and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> News of the world. Oh, it's gone, yeah. there. Yeah. sneer at them. I tell you mm. what isn't full of shit, though. Hey, three boys. That's. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, what isn't full of shit is our lovely sponsor, Comic House. Yes. Hey, yes, they help sponsor this show. Keep the lights on. It's an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics just as much as we do. If you go on to ComicHouse.com, you see there's a huge selection of titles on the Comic House database. If you self-publish, you can also list your book on there. It's another avenue to get the title out to the whole wide world, as is the app. Yes, if you have your book yes. digitally, get them on this app and it gets them out to a whole new audience. There's a featured section on there. It's basically like net- Netflix for comics. It's only three pounds mm. a month and you get access to loads of stuff, such as Dan. Well, did you know that Comic House put out their own anthology when the app first launched? Uh, yes, I didn't know you, that actually. You, yeah, you two are both in it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're both in it. Yeah. So, like on the first issue, you've got uh, James McCulloch, Dave Cook, John Late, uh, Tom Ward, Luke Cooper, uh, myself, Ed Bickford, Ian Laurie, Peter Sametti. I didn't even realise he was in the first book. Uh, oh right, okay. Go back and look at that. Fuck me. Mm. Uh, and b- by a cover by Glenn Fabry. Oh wow! I've got that somewhere. Uh, yeah. I must stick that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Comic House One. I think it ran up to issue twelve, and it's an anthology series full of the cream of the the crop and the cream rises to the top does it not vince yeah it does as much a man would say Ooh, i'm willing to i'm yeah. willing to put a bet yeah. that we've had everyone who's been in that apart from glenn fabry it's pretty much nobody there we haven't had on is there yeah, wow. most of these creators we've had on there, at some there, point there, yeah. there's a few there's probably gonna be a few listeners that'll be like yeah. well you haven't had me on yet yeah um the reason for that good, good reason yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know why you know what you did <laughs> <laughs> now, so if you want to find out more about that great title and all the great stuff on the website, go to comichouse.com. So, um, we're just going to get stuck straight into the interview this week, and then you can listen to us riff and ramble and talk I've about got some com- cracking comic recommends. Yeah. Oh my God. Triple X. 
Oh, yes, God. God. at last. <laughs> Calm down, Dan. You're getting a little bit too. Uh, what? Okay, I tell you that what's going to happen right now is. Uh, we're going to calm down, Dan. Uh, calm down, Dan. He's got to go into a quiet space. Yeah, I'm giving him a shoulder rub. Yeah, Tony's giving him a shoulder rub. I've got a gingerbread biscuit here that I'm going to eat. So I'm going to enjoy that while you lovely people listen to a brilliant interview we have with the one and only Dave Cook. Okay, then. It's an exciting one this week. Tonight we're joined by uh, someone who's been on the show before. And since then we've just seen him rise and him and his comics just rise and rise and rise it's a uh, founder of car chart comics he's a mega video ga- a game fan and has also written a book about that that's something to, uh, um sort of mine his brain for as well but he's also written such titles as bust vessels feather and of course killtopia it's our pleasure to welcome dave cook back to the show hello dave hey how you doing Good right, man. Good. How long is it? It's got. It's about four years since we had you on it. I reckon. I think it would have been. Yeah. 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 yeah Must have uh, been Killtopia one or two when we yeah. had you on. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. I suppose like the COVID break kind of doesn't feel like two yeah. years. It's kind of this yeah. weird time yeah. vortex that doesn't have any meaning. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't feel as long as it probably was. It's strange yeah. to say. Yeah. I'm married. I'm married though, so it feels like fucking much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we we started, we looked at the Comic House uh, app, and we looked at when the original anthology that came out was twenty seventeen. Wow! Well, I know you, oh, you wow. did you did Feather, didn't you, for that, Dave? I did. Is yeah, that right? um, yeah. That was a six that, part uh, six part story that was in there. I mean, where's that gone? That is just flown by. That yeah, is ridiculous. Oh, it's yeah. not. I mean, I think we're now. I think that we're up to like something like fifteen books out now um which is just i don't know where no, it's swimming yeah, i don't know yeah. how we find find the time to do it all but uh, <laughs> uh as, as, well, as well as that obviously you've got like the, the the prose work and stuff well i say prose but the the video game book work and stuff which is um you know looks looks awesome and mm. has been doing well but you know you, you just must have you just haven't stopped have you no <laughs> i tell you what though like uh, covid was definitely a bit of a I know it was a terrible time for a lot of people, but I suppose you got to take what you can from it, right? And yeah, um, I, I I finally learned how to get a, a, a solid work-life balance because of it. I came out the other end like, um, I basically because I'm a contractor during the day, you know, I write I write really boring copy for really boring companies for for money, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, um, it means I can take like uh, every Friday off now, so I, I just do comic stuff on a Friday, oh, and uh, it means I get my evenings back, so I can actually you know recharge. Uh, refresh the ideas you know just just not burn myself out so it's been a i think covid kind of yeah covid kind of hit in two ways we hear from creators on both sides some people said they just couldn't get anything done during covid and then the the utter opposite we seem to people say no no i I could do stuff you know yeah Yeah, because i I had that sort of time to focus i suppose but it's weird how it treated us all isn't it Dave had said there, like, you've got a pattern of what I do this nine to five, then I got the evening to do this on Saturday, do this, Sunday, do this. And then COVID kind of threw that whole yeah. routine out the window, and you had to kind of relearn what to do at what times and restructure. But like you say, Tony, some people excelled and some people uh, struggled yeah. a little. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they did, didn't they? I think some people just sort of froze a little bit during it, yeah. didn't they? They didn't put anything out, and some people, yeah, but, but found with, it good. With the whole um, importance of getting a like a, a structure in place for your creativity, um, I mean, how was it before, Dave? Was it just sort of like difficult to find? You know, you were writing whenever you could, sort of thing. 
Yeah, oh, it was um, relentless. I mean, it was um, it was interesting because I, I, you know, like I say, I work, I work, for, I write for a living, right? Yeah. And I, so I'd, I'd be like in an mm. office in in Edinburgh, right? You know, we live kind of out of town, so there's a bit of a commute. So up early to work, writing boring stuff all day, get the train back home, eat my dinner, and then I would sit back down, open the laptop, and that might be me till like one in the morning. Oh, yeah, honestly, okay. just hyper focused just like really addicted to it just trying to get as much done as possible in, in the small amount of time that i had uh during the week but i i realized realized it wasn't sustainable at all and um it's weird because i now know a lot more about why i was probably doing that because I've, I've kind of i've been referred to for uh, adhd now so i'm on the waiting okay. list for um oh, okay i'm going going private actually next year so um hyper focus is part of that and it's just like being like obsessed like with finishing a project and just like right e- even if you know that like hey i should probably go to bed now because i've got work yeah. tomorrow you're just so obsessed like banging out the words and finishing something yeah finishing something yeah just yeah. otherwise you can't rest you know um you sit down to play video games and you get really guilty you're like hey man you should be working <laughs> yeah. why, why why are you enjoying your time off you know so um, yeah. it was COVID a bit like a, a bit of a fire break for that like and he thought hold on I've, I've got a change or how did he come about that realization that maybe this wasn't the best way to uh, proceed? It, it was that. And, and also like uh, just a number <laughs> of factors. So I definitely burned out, like physically burned out. That, that's where mm. my um, horror comic deadliner came from. I, I wrote okay. that during, during lockdown and that whole thing is sort of semi-autobiographical. It's about, um, yeah, just creative stress and burnout and just like working, working constantly to, to sort of feed this sort of need that you tell yourself if i stop working i'm not and put, stop putting work out there i'm going to become irrelevant and people are going to forget about my work and they're going to forget about me which is completely irrational and not true yeah because uh, your 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 longtime fans will be there no matter what right yeah um but for me it was like yeah just i need to keep producing i can't stop i want to try and make it this kind of thing even though i didn't really know what make it meant in in air, air quotes yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I just physically started to get ill. Uh, like I get, I get quite bad colds and stuff when I'm burned out. I, I, I know the symptoms now. I just get really lethargic, and I just started had a word for myself. I said, "Listen, man, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, this is no longer fun, and it should be fun." Yeah. Um, exactly. Self care is very yeah. important around what we do. I think as well yes. because it's a lonely, it's a lonely hobby, isn't it? You know, that's the oh, thing yeah. as well. You know, you're not with people you can talk to. It's just you and a bit of paper or a screen, the devil's window, as I like to call it. You know, that's it, isn't it? You know. Yeah. And and that's where like um again deadliner came from. Cause I actually was toying o- over over lockdown with the idea of starting a podcast about about this very topic because um, mm. I know other you know, you know, after like Comic Cons, we all get a drink and we all talk with each other. And yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's much more common than people think. Like writers quite often are burning themselves out in pursuit of mm being relevant and landing their first big published series or you know whatever um but it's it's not a race you know it's it's a marathon right. not a sprint i mean it's, it's a it's cliche but it's true you know and um i think I, the, actually- I think the problem is with seeing it as a competitive field because i think once you'd see it as that you can't get it out of your head but what it yeah. should be it should be about the comic you know yes. the competition thing is in a way it does exist but in a way it's more relevant than the art in itself you know if you're mm. creating a good comic that's the most important thing you know then it's they'll like, come uh, almost you know yeah it's, it's like i always say like I'm, i say this to a lot of people it's like write comics that you yourself as a fan would want to read yep yep <clears throat> and then totally. the passion uh, the passion will just come through the page and come through in the mm. work and it'll mm-hmm. just elevate the whole thing 
there's an energy yeah. to it i think dave as well there's yeah. the energy comes off the page sometimes you know you can tell when somebody's in love with a project you know mm. yeah absolutely mm. it's it just it, it, it is so tangible and you can really feel it when, when people are in that headspace and they're just loving it. It, it it's weird because like i say i, I get really hyper focused on on scripts but it almost in a weird way it becomes almost like jazz you're just like f- free forming you're just in the flow you're just like yeah. hammering words down on the page and having fun with it and you're not really caring too much and you're not really obsessing over every single word you just get into this like almost like trance like state where you're just banging the keyboard and it's just all happening you know it's- yeah i mean m- many times i've gone back and thought oh who wrote that you know <laughs> yeah. someone's like that isn't it you yeah. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes oh, yeah. it's I mean, shocking when, yeah. I, when I look back on some of my scripts, I'm like, actually, that's readable. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the same with those late-night texts you send me, Vince. I think I'm going right Yeah, they're a bit different. Let's yeah. get them to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, um, I think you should cherish that. You know, just remember, like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I actually can do really cool stuff when I put my mind to yeah. it. And It's almost yeah. like when you forget about it and then you read it and it's actually, you know, I mean, you're being modest, but it, when it's actually readable or half-decent, it gives you a little confidence boost. If you yeah, read it and just think, yeah. actually, this is actually better than I thought it was. You know, everything's a confidence hurdle, isn't it? That's what they say. Yeah. You know, art, especially in, in in either the writing or the or the the drawing of it. You know, it's it's confidence. You know, to mm. be able to be prepared to take that chance and lay it down and get on with it and stuff. You know, yeah, I really do think that. So what, what's interesting as well, like my, my recent philosophy is because I'm I'm juggling this new video game book, so that's like my whole Friday is taken up by that. So I've got no time right. to do comics again, but um. I'm just writing one page of comic script a day, like Monday mm. to Monday to Monday to Thursday. So I get maybe get four pages done a week. But and I used to think, oh, that's not very much. But um I'm finding they're just as long as I'm like doing one mm. page and then putting my laptop down, you know, maybe making some notes for tomorrow night's session, yeah. you know, some ideas. Um, I just find that every page I'm writing, because I'm not I'm not doing tons of pages at once. It's not this big task that I'm stressing about. I find that each that they're good pages, you know, they're ones that I actually want to keep and they might change in a subsequent draft, but I, I'm finding it's just a much better. Uh, it's rhythm. giving you thinking time as well, Dave, between yeah. pages, isn't it? Sometimes that's important to have a little. What's it, Pat? Uncle Pat calls it looking out the window time, doesn't Matt, it? You know, you you really need that. I just mm. I don't know how writers can't. Sometimes you need that. You just walk around, and then the idea will come, and it will unlock the next section of the story, or where, yeah. where you're jammed up in a section. And I, I don't know how you recreate that without not just having time away from it. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's like something that I think. Well, I I used to forget that quite a lot, but now if I'm really struggling and I'm like, I used to really stress myself out, and then the imposter syndrome thing would kick in, right? Oh, mm. nobody gets stuck on a script as bad as this. You you're not cut out for this. You're rubbish, and it just gets worse and worse. Those thoughts in your head, and you escalate, and you start to like question how good you are as a writer, and if you should even be doing this. And it's like, that's what I used to do, but now I'm just like, nope, I'm going to stop, put my laptop away. Yeah, and like you say, like you just enjoy yourself, and all of a sudden it pops in your head, and you go, oh yeah, I figured it out, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They, I, I've started r- running recently, and and I find that the, I, the the amount of stuff, both for comics and for work, that I come up with, you know, just when you're out for a run, yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. Yeah, stuff like that. It's the know? only problem is you got to get, put remember it. I never fucking remember yeah. anything. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you, you either put it on a piece of paper which you carry with you, or quickly tap it on your phone, and then that breaks the run up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you find so, Tony though? Like, does that is that because you're more focused on just putting like one foot in front of the other, and there's like all the other stuff in your life is kind of background noise at that point? I think so, mate, as well. And I think also that because it's the same run I do. I do the same three miles every morning. It's the same route. It's the same hill. You know, it's the same. You know, all this sort of thing. That it, it's just, it just becomes 
I do it naturally. So it gives my mind that time. And I think the dopamine effect of putting one foot in front of the other and and racing forward, I think helps as well, you know? Um, I think you said like the Zen-like state. And I think that is the case when you just let like the stream of thought just come. You're not trying to think of anything. And then suddenly like, bang, you see it come along and then, that's that's the idea or that's the little kernel of something you can work into the script or uh, uh, bridges two bits together and yeah when i don't take my phone with me either so i'm kind of there's nothing there to distract me as well you know i'm not which i I really like that i don't listen to music and anything like that oh okay i'm just the way completely yeah jesus how do you do that nice yeah I found it easier, man. I used to try and listen to music, but the dopamine effect, this is completely off subject, isn't it? But the dopamine effect of a song I like compared to a song that I was a bit bored with and didn't like, you know, I found it was just affecting the running, you know? And I think that's also something, you know, what's that word in a song? We watch a movie to change our mood. You know, there's a bit of that when you write, isn't there? You want to be in a certain mood, which is why a lot of us don't write with music in the background and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It just changes the writing, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I used to write with music on all the time. Like, we, we used to make, um on, on Team Kiltopia, we used to make playlists for every issue, and we would all chuck, right. we'd all each chuck, like, 10 songs on there each, um, and we'd just have a playlist on, and most of us were like, so me, Clark, and Lou would, like, listen to that while we were working just to get into the zone and stuff, but mm. um, some, some days you just want complete silence, right? You just yeah. want to be able to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different for a writer as well, I think, Dave. It's easier, I don't know what you guys think, but it's easier to draw certain bits while you've got music on but totally for me the art i can have fucking it up i can have a film on the background i can have music podcast whatever in the writing yeah porn uh, (laughs) like when uh when you're writing i can't have the the only time i've done it is when i've got like a bullet point the story and i'm sorting out where the the bullet points go to sort of flesh out the plot i don't want it then but otherwise when i'm kind of getting a character voice or something i can't have the music on it. yeah i've written stuff where i've had music on in the background and gone back to it later and i thought that's just cheesy i was just carried away with you know yeah. some exciting piece of music or something you know it makes no sense you know it's terribly cliched and stuff you know one of the things yeah. we didn't touch on on the beginning there dave in your uh fabulous intro was your uh your marketing and uh, kickstarter oh uh, yeah skills which i've got to say like i i bought the the book the pdf you put out which yeah you recommended that it's a couple of years ago now isn't it is it about a year ago or something 2021 it came out yeah okay crowdfunding comics yeah yeah and it's an absolute like if you're gonna do a kickstarter i can't recommend reading that highly enough it's 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 absolutely jammed packed full of for tips tricks like the the structure of what you're doing because it's helped you with with your stuff dan hasn't it Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've sort of got stuff from Dave and what you posted online. I think like you mentioned about uh, going to subreddits of material that's adjacent to the comic you're creating yeah. and then drum, drum up interest through that. So okay. uh, through like promoting Viper 2, uh, Crimson Dawn on Kickstarter now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've gone to the... Uh, the the outrun subreddit and posted up like film homage posters but with the character from viper to try and say that this is what i've done i really like this look and this comic's essentially all about that hoping to drive people over and they've got like six seven hundred upvotes which on reddit ain't isn't too bad like it's, it's getting a couple hundred people in it so your ideas of marketing and stuff is really kind of uh Push that forward. Uh, how, how, you've got a marketing background, uh, a background in marketing. 
Is that right? Yeah, Dave? yeah, that's right. So, uh, and and first of all, no, that that's really nice to hear, honestly, because that that's why I put the book out, like you know, just to help folk. And I I I mean this like sincerely. Like I say this to people at comic cons quite a lot, but um, you know, people helped me a lot when I was starting out in comics. So like, wh- why wouldn't I do the same for them, right? It, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just nice to give it back. You know, I I genuinely mean that. Um, but yeah, no, I used to. Uh, 2014 is when I gave up video game journalism because that was my first sort of big career. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I joined a digital marketing agency and that was all stuff like search engine optimization, the digital marketing stuff, you know, like um, mm. uh, creating ad campaigns and marketing campaigns for social, YouTube, stuff like that. So, uh, and, and content marketing was a big part of that as well. So just through that, I, I got to learn, you know, how algorithms kind of work and how to optimize stuff for different platforms and just like yeah tips and tricks of the trade really and how to tell a compelling story how to um reach all these different communities online so that that's definitely been invaluable and it was actually um through my days as a games journalist that i first learned of kickstarter um because the bust one kickstarter went live in 2014 that as well okay. um which is crazy to think back actually it's been that long yeah but, God, that's a- um kickstarter was so new then but I had, through my game journalism work, we're talking around about, I don't know, 2012 is when Kickstarter sort of first started being popular for video games. And um, I, I actually, through my work, got to interview like developers on there just to say, okay, oh, nice. Kickstarter is this, is this new thing that's um, bringing de- democracy to games development. You know, these uh, people are leaving big studios to start their own little studios because they can now fund stuff themselves, you know, outside of the studio system. Um, so through that work i just got to learn more about what kickstarter is how how it works um how not to do it because i interviewed people who had failed on there no i don't i don't mean failed in a horrible way i just mean you know their campaign didn't succeed for some reason yeah yeah um you can never call someone who gives this a shot a failure i I didn't mean it no but um but 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 i just got a feel for okay how not to do it how to do it how to speak to your audience through updates I mean, there was a lot of game studios that were doing runners. You know, they were taking the money, closing up a shop, and then bolting, mm. which is just, you know, we Not see just that game in studios. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. see it in comics as well, and and like, it, but it just showed like what how what to do and what not to do, and that's what gave me the confidence to go, okay, I can't fund this comic myself. I mean, I could; it would have taken a long time to fund boss myself, but um, I thought, nah, you know what? I'm just going to give this a shot, and I'm glad I did because I, I've sort of been there ever since and just learned how the platforms evolved over time and it's just yeah I, if i can help other people understand the platform and get the best out of it then that's fantastic uh, puts put a smile on my face like legitimately honestly what, what are your thoughts on these other platforms that are seemingly there's i hear about one about a new one about once a month at the moment hmm. you know is it zoop and all this sort of thing have yeah. you have you had any thoughts about crowdfunder is another one that i know thought bubble threw themselves behind didn't they yeah, yeah, so I, I've spoken with the teams uh, behind both of those. Actually, they they wanted right, me to. Okay. Do, uh, they asked me if I wanted to do Killtopia Five there, um, just to check it out. And um, I had sort of video uh, Zoom calls with them just to with Zoop. Actually, sorry, I, I just spoke with Crowdfunder over email, but okay. Um, yeah, they just told me a bit more about the platform, kind of how it works. I think I think they're both good. They both have pros and I wouldn't say cons, but just stuff that because they're new, that they will eventually get around to improving. Um, if that makes sense so yeah they're still early days you know they aren't quite kickstarter yet but um they do certain things better um than kickstarter but Mm. for me i felt quite bad sort of turning both of them down for killtopia 5 but for me the reason was i've spent you know since 2014 building up an audience on kickstarter 
Mm. I wasn't I wasn't ready to move platform for no, the last Kiltopia no. book because all of those backers would have to come over with me, you know? That's yeah. yeah, that'd be absolutely yeah. reckless. That won't happen, would it? Yeah, yeah, I think no. you're right. Some but, people just can't be bothered to sign up for a new thing, I think, sometimes, can they? You know, no, they exactly. They're putting it off or they just don't like the idea of it and that sort of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't sometimes. Well, totally, like yeah, and said, I think uh, I think I'll do it eventually, but um, mm. with something probably a bit smaller or like a, yeah. a new issue one or something like that of something. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the way to go. Kind of, if you was going to launch a new title or a standalone, try test the waters over there. But if it's through the fifth issue of, of, of four or five, whatever. Yeah, it makes sense. Nuts. Yeah, the thing I would um, compare it to actually is what's happening with Twitter right now. Um, yeah. You know, What's people have been arrested on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly feels like just another day on Twitter right now, doesn't it? Yeah. It's always, I think it's just becoming the norm now, all this nonsense. Yeah. But like, um, people are moving to Mastodon, they're moving to Hive. I've got both, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, why are you leaving? It's not, I'm, I'm not, no one's leaving. I'm just spreading my bets. Yeah. And I think in the same way that Kickstarter exists and these other platforms exist, it's a good thing to not give, to not have only one game in town right so yeah. you've got a kickstarter you've got a zoop you've got a crowdfunder i think that's great i think it's good to have an option um mm. and just to have different platforms that have sort of moderately different features so people can find the one right for them mm. but if kickstarter eventually goes south which you know we all thought it was going to because of the blockchain stuff but yeah. yeah i think that guy's left now he was like the ceo or something oh uh, okay um oh he has well, isn't he? Say, they, they made a big point of advertising the new ceo didn't they yeah 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 so but, but let's say Kickstarter did go south. Where else would there have been to go if Zoop and Crowdfunder didn't exist? I mean, yeah. Indiegogo has a lot of problems by association with some creators on there. Um, the platform itself is fine, but I, I don't think a lot of people want to be associated with yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think that's the problem with Indiegogo is there is a certain group of people who go on there, but it's by far not the only people who go on there. No, um, no exactly. I yeah. think, but unfortunately, it's, there's like a little tang of that on there, isn't there? But I think the big thing I think with Indiegogo is that it, is it lacks an app. To me, yeah, yeah, big time, yeah, yeah. I don't really I think... understand the model on it. Like, you can carry on selling after the campaign's ended. I'm not having a pop at it. I mean, and if you use that service, that's fine. I just kind of the Kickstarter model seems a bit more just straightforward to me, and seems a bit more transparent on Kickstarter yeah. somehow. It's a weird thing to say, I know, but it seems like if it doesn't make its numbers, they don't take your money. But on Indiegogo, yeah. they do take your money, which seems a bit of a strange thing to do to me. I don't know why that is. You know. Yeah, I backed a couple of projects goal. on there around sort of film poster books and stuff, and it didn't make its money, and they've kept the money. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. what happens there then? Yeah. It's kind of like getting a cab journey, and then they take you three quarters of the way and say, oh, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've, 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 I paid you though, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just get out here on the M2. Oh, sorry, oh. I was sick. Oh, sorry, I was sick in your cab. That's not what happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably uh, been creators that have had stuff on Kickstarter, didn't didn't succeed and they've shipped it to indiegogo because at least they'll that they'll be i failed sorry yeah Yeah. well i've seen the (laughs) campaigns run on on both platforms which uh seems nuts to me because surely you're dividing the audience and are you capturing two audiences there i don't don't know know. yeah what do you you think dave Um, yeah i wouldn't do that either because it's like it, it it sort of speaks to a lack of confidence i think yeah. You know, if you're you're on two platforms at once, and it's like, well, if one one of the campaigns succeeds and the other doesn't, does that mean you have enough money, or were you hoping to succeed on both? Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. very muddy when you start doing that. I've... Um, yeah, I mean, Kickstarter is still very transparent. I mean, like, you don't make the money, the thing doesn't happen, right? That that's that should is how it should be because 
yeah, it feels sensible to me. Otherwise, you're just yeah, keeping yeah. someone's money. You know, it's like, mm. yeah. So, and I mean, I, I love the fact. I mean, I've, I think I said this like so many times to people, but I, I like the fact that you can't hide on Kickstarter, right? You have to do updates. People can see the the product being made. Although I hate using the word product. I don't know why I said that. I hate using the word product. For <laughs> yeah. They can see the comic being made, right? You can give them updates. You sort of bring them along that journey with you, which I think like that, that to me is something special. You know, you're letting people into your process and they're getting to know you as a person as well. Let's right? just it's, say as of today though, not everyone does that, Dave. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's been a whole thing on Twitter today. Hasn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's, it's yeah, been quite yeah. fascinating to watch, but it has it has been fascinating. Yeah. Also, also annoying as someone who has, I mean, this sounds like really ego struck in here, but delivered fourteen Kickstarters successfully yeah. and mm-hmm. transparently, and yeah, we've had delays, not 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 massive ones, but we've always been honest. Like, look, we're being yeah. delayed, but look, here's some new pages that we have just finished today. We are still mm-hmm. doing this. Like, to, don't, to, you know. to me, that's not you having an ego about it that's you being professional that's just like you you know how to do it and like it just it's a proven commodity if if i'm I'm a i think if it's more than six months then i get the hump yeah but if you're like every other week you're saying look this is what we're doing now this is the problem i'm much better with it but if if it's more than six months but you've had a lot of communication about it tony do you feel better? i feel a bit better than that but um yeah sometimes i mean we we've privately between us gone What's happened to that project? You know, I haven't heard anything for ages. You know, we've done a bit of that, haven't we? You know, yeah. it's only I've, common. In Truman, what? Yeah, I've got one where the, the the chap was well on the way. It must have been like 75, 80% before COVID hit. And then that just absolutely fucked it. And yeah. he's kind of getting over it. No, he updates every couple of weeks. And like Exception, exceptional day, circumstances, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. fine. Okay. There's no problem. As long as he's kind of moving forward, even if it's like a step by step. Uh, you're not going to get to the finish line in the next few months fine but as long as you're kind of working and updating that's fine i'm not i'm not yeah. always expecting a finished product when oh, i'm on one at the moment that's four and a half years late and um, that's a bit much and uh, every <laughs> every three months he says look i've done these new three pages and everyone goes on the comments it's, it's almost like we're now mates on the comments on this yeah. thing. you know everyone says oh, you know that's nice mr blank but any chance for deadline for this yeah. and then he doesn't reply you know, then three months later, oh, sorry, I haven't given you an update. Here's a couple more pages I've done. <laughs> here we go again. Here we go. Dave, I'm going to uh, put you on the spot here. Can you right. give us a, a do and a don't of running a successful Kickstarter campaign? Okay. Uh, do not, uh, sorry, so do set a, a realistic target. And I mean by that, set the target to exactly what the amount you need to make the comic happen yeah. with with Kickstarter's fees added on top. Okay. Because as we've just said, you know, like if you're if you're lowballing your target and your campaign just barely makes that target, you don't have enough money to finish the book. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like yeah. it's yeah. common sense to me. I and I know that I have spoken to people in the past who have said, Oh, but you know, this is my first campaign. I'm not confident I can make enough. And it's like, well, then you either need to wait and don't launch your Kickstarter just now. Maybe save up a little bit of money and get a few more pages done yeah. to, to mm. you know so so it means you you have to ask for less on kickstarter um or, or or just like just go for it and see what happens if 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 the campaign fails dust yourself off doesn't matter you can retry again right it really it really at least you tried it you know um but isn't there the isn't there the, the school of thought that um people are more likely to back it if it's funded 
you know what I mean? That's what I think some people do. They give it a purpose, purposely like a quarter less. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they know if it's funded, it, I, I'm, if I'm like wavering on something, I might have a look to see if it's going to get funded. Um, I, I yeah, guess I like you've got, as a creator, you're going to have to factor that into whether you can. Yeah. You I mean, I'm, out, I'm arguing that. myself out at this point now, Dave, because I'm thinking there's always <laughs> no, that, I mean, there's always that middle slow period anyway. It seems to happen yeah. with every project anyone runs. You know. I would say, I would say, I mean, for for me, um, again, this is not like a humble brag or anything, but Kiltopia Four made, I mean, it was like tw- almost twenty two k, no, twenty almost twenty five k made right. last right. last nice. year, but that that gave us enough money to pay for a lot more of our comics up front, so we could set our targets lower. Mm. So okay. I guess what I'm saying yeah. is, if so you have, if you have money in reserve, like from, let's say you had a really good year of comic cons and you're saving up that money, sure, you can maybe like offset some of that against your targets so you can set your yeah. target lower, if you see what I mean. So, yeah, um, Or if you make more pages up front, you could do that. But yeah, I, I think there is a confidence that comes with seeing a co- uh, Kickstarter getting funded, because you know it's going to happen at that point, right? Yeah. Because yeah. up until that point, you're giving money to people in good faith you know like that that they that you will eventually hopefully get a product by the end of it right yeah yeah um and yeah to see it get funded i think d- does help a lot um okay. i think you asked me for a don't as well I, yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Say that, yeah so don't don't lowball your shipping costs because that that is a killer yeah. it's an yeah. absolute yeah. killer because because Killtopia, um, we always ship the book six months after the campaign, just because it's a beast, you know, it's massive. Mm, and it, yeah. it just, the level of the artwork and stuff. But um, I've had it where within that six-month window, shipping costs have gone up. Yeah. And when you're talking yeah. about, you know, loads of backers overseas, you know, you've got all this stuff with customs now because of Brexit and these costs keep going up and stuff like that. And um, where it really hurt us, like it maybe cost us a few thousand more on top. And it was just like mm. holy shit, like it yeah. was bad. Um, I, I looked so up just, today. It's April. April, the yeah. the, the things j- jump up. So yeah, April. Yeah. So it's like you know, actually, you have to kind of account for that. I mean, what I've got into the habit of doing now is actually taking some books down in the post office and saying, "Can you weigh these up for these countries?" Um, and I'd weigh up one book, two book, three book, four books, and for Kiltopia Five, I weighed five Kiltopia books just to say, okay, I know that roughly. This is how much it actually costs to like ship to the states. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. maybe knock. I'll maybe knock a quid off, right? Just to make it a bit more palatable. Yeah. Um, on the on the other hand, I, you know, I've I've went to comic book campaigns where I thought, holy crap, this, this book looks really cool. I I really am going to back this. The book's maybe a tenner or something, right? You think, oh, what a steal! And then the shipping is like thirty dollars, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. thing. Having been around the block and having done my research on shipping, there is no reason why that book should cost thirty dollars no. to ship and you're like they're just trying to get more money on on the back end yeah. of it and it's like nah yeah. like i i get so put off by that we, so um, many campaigns we, i've got through to that screen they've been like nope yeah <laughs> me too man yeah i mean we use because a lot of our books sell in the states more than they do here we use a distro we have a guy we ship to out there and he yeah. distributes out there for us um have you ever, do you use anything like that, David, at all for any of the countries you ship to? I'm guessing you're shipping to America quite a lot, I'm guessing. Or... You, you know what? I haven't, but I, I definitely would like to know more about it. Like, how, How's your experience of it been? Like, Really good. Yeah, well, we're very close. We're friends with him. Um, the he, he runs a distro anyway. Um, he takes a load of our books as extra books as payment to sell on his distro. It's very sort of handshakey. But, um, yeah, yeah we, we find it. He's, um, do you ever thought about what well, the guy does strangers? Um, oh yeah, 
yeah, yeah. The, um, Eddie from Strangers, he's a sort of distro out there. Yeah, he's very good, actually. Yeah, I've, I've got nothing bad to say about it. It's, it's always really good, really well done. Yeah. If you could have a printer distribution um, in the States. For That's what we need, days, isn't it? Yeah. Man, that would be a godsend. Because yeah. the fact of printing it here, shipping it over, and then get it sent out, it's, it seems like one step too many. If, if you could get printed over there and sent out straight from there, it's... Yeah, be more cost effective. But well, that's just one more step that makes them almost offer, don't they? But they don't do the distro bit, do they? They print out there, but they don't. Yeah, distro, do they? Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't want to speak out of turn here because I might get this wrong. So don't don't quote me on this, but definitely look right. it up. I think Zoop offer two tiers of royalties. I think you can be an independent book, and you just do your own shipping. But I believe if you become like a Zoop book, like an official Zoop book, they will okay. do. Your distribution for you. I think it's something like that. Don't, don't quote me on that bit. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. man, like having someone do all the posting out bit for me would be an absolute godsend. Because uh, oh, yeah. I really don't really don't like all that stuff. Yeah, jo- we were part. talking about Zoop last week when John Paul Leone's um, artist edition was yes. through then, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And I know. Okay, Daniel was saying, okay, comics ordered at the retailer pledge level. So I wonder, they'll probably know about that. I might ask her, actually. Yeah, yeah good chat. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll swing it round now to uh, Killtopia. Oh, can uh, I ask just one more question, sure. Dan? Just, sorry, it just occurred to me while we were chatting there, mate. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about other distribution models? Have you considered that? Have you, I mean, are you a Patreon user at all, Dave, or anything like that? Yeah, I I, um, I actually subscribe to a few Patreons. It's mostly video game stuff, but um, yeah. we, I actually have a Patreon that I set up for um, Team Beats, which is me and Steve Gregson's little mini mini imprint. Um, oh, I didn't know this. We okay. did um, right. We did BPM, our fighting game comic, and we did Ninja Baseball Spirits last year, which is uh, our official reboot of a, a really old 1993 arcade beat 'em up that nobody remembers. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we we did it there, and we started putting out a page every every uh, every week yeah. of the comic. But then we kind of we kind of realized that because we weren't like a web comic, we were a, not a full comic. It, it kind of didn't make any sense for people to back us every month because okay. in the end, the comic they're, they're paying for it, they're paying for the comic every month, but it's going to cost them more than just buying the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So we we kind of just ditched it. We kind of have it. It's still up there if people want to just chuck us like some tips or whatever. But um, I would do it if I was doing a web comic. But for physical comics, I don't think it makes much sense to do. Okay. Um, yeah. I, oh, I, of course, you can run a Patreon kind of as just a creator if people want to support you because they like you. Yeah. They chuck you some money. But I think you got to provide content though. I think you're right there, Dave. It's yeah. If I don't, I, I remember when Patreon started, there was a lot of sort of writers who jumped on it. I remember one particular writer, I won't name her, who said that she'll send you an inspirational quote once a month. You know, for five dollars or something, and I'm thinking, nah, nah. Um, you know, I think you got to buy a. You could just buy a book of inspirational quotes for a five, right? Yeah, yeah. Just look it up on Google. You, you know, can literally buy a cal- one of those. <laughs> she's doing. You can buy one of those year calendars that you rip a page of, and it'll have an inspirational quote per day <laughs> from George Melly or something. Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> like, a, like a fiver. It's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Dan. I bumped into. No worries. No worries. Uh, I was going to uh, ask if people listening to this podcast have never heard of Killtober, which uh, is pretty shame remote. on them. Yeah. Yeah. Could you give us the, <laughs> uh, the the back of the DVD pitch on it, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. So Killtopia is a cyberpunk comic story set in Neo Tokyo in the far future. Um, one day Tokyo gets overrun by killer robots, which just appear out of nowhere and start like killing people and rampaging around. Um, 
rather than fix the problem, the Japanese government hires uh, anyone really, mercenaries, bounty hunters, killers, everyday people, uh, to come to Neo Tokyo and hunt the robots for sport. And if you get really good at hunting the robots, you can become like an overnight mega influencer, a billionaire uh, with you know merchandise deals and all that sort of stuff. Um, but one day, one of the robots becomes sentient and it has the key to securing a disease that's destroying the planet inside the software. Uh, our main character, Shinji, finds this robot and they become like best buds and they both agree to try and heal the planet of this disease. But all the other bounty hunters in Neo Tokyo want to either kill the robot, experiment on it, or use it for their own selfish gains. So it tr- triggers this big like battle royale across Neo Tokyo. Hmm. Um, that's kind of just scratching the surface, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that's it's having read it over the past couple of days again like that is it's a very hard story to kind of encapsulate because it is very multi-layered and there's a lot of characters with a lot of different objectives uh, and they all fit together but to try and to discuss it about going into massive spoilers is really tricky so uh, yeah <laughs> 10 out it's 10 getting now. it's getting harder to do like an elevator pitch at uh comic con tables now because with every new issue because it just gets bigger and bigger <laughs> yeah it's it's a i can imagine it's very tough very tough but like say you you did thought bubble recently so i imagine you was giving that pitch out oh yeah re- all relatively long. <laughs> often yeah <laughs> they just hate yourself for doing it all the time don't know yes. was, was it always <laughs> going to be like five issues dave or was it like we're going to see how long this goes or how, yeah. how did you plan it out yeah, five five issues. I mean, I I always whenever I'm writing a new comic series, I always have the start, middle, and end kind of in mind. So I'm working on a few things, new few new things just now, and, and that process hasn't changed. I'm, I always kind of know where it's sort of where it's kind of going, you know. So I think I think all the new plot points you write have to be in service of getting the story to that end. So you need to mm. sort of not lose focus of it. But yeah, five 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 issues. Um, initially there were going to be five like normal sized issues, but um, I, I realized that I realized two things. I realized that I'm not very good at telling a simple story because my <laughs> mind just goes, my mind just runs a mark. It's like, oh, we could do this, this B plot and this character. Oh, that's that action sequence would be cool. And uh, my publisher, BHP, um, bless them, was all, were always like, maybe like rein it in a little bit. You, you need to sort <laughs> of, because you're, you're going to just burn yourself out doing five issues. And I was like, nah, we're going to do this. Oh, and they're all, they're all going to be like at least double sized issues as well. And they were like, what? <laughs> um, that, I, the only reason I did that is because I thought, okay, I had five issues. I knew I knew it was going to be roughly that size. I can only really afford to do one Kickstarter a year for these because of how long it takes to produce. I, I don't want people to boot back one 22-page comic a year because that's you yeah. can read that so quickly. So I thought, okay, we're yeah. going to make them double, if not triple size. I think the, the longest one's Kisopia 2. It's like 64 pages or something. Nice. um yeah. which is bonkers um so yeah i just that that's the reason they're much bigger but yeah it was always meant to be five page five uh five issues but the length of those issues definitely went up and down as i was going through the process i was okay. gonna say it, mu- it must have felt like a, a kind of gift from the gods when like you know uh the cyberpunk video came came out because it, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like an adjacent property to killtopia you couldn't you, you know, you write for kind of trends, and you, you've got this perfectly formed product, and this massive game comes out that 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 kind of play in the same sandbox in, in effect. And then, like we've had only had recently, yeah, the, the Edge Runners come out, yeah, and that's kind of like very sim, not not the same thing, obviously, but like, and it's like this is great. You can buy this kind of uh, like parallel kind of thing going on. 
Uh, it's great. Uh, is, do, do you find that kind of, do, do you get that a positive reaction from that or negative? People come and go, oh, this is just like Cyberpunk 20, whatever it was. People or, love to show that. their intelligence by comparing things that don't actually yes. work, don't <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah. 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 Um, no, weirdly, actually, people get really excited about it. So they, they um, I think, so, so Kiltopia 1, I think, I started writing that like end of 2016. It didn't hit Kickstarter until 2018, the first one. Um, we just got lucky with the timing, to be honest. Yeah. Like we, um, I think, I think in that year we had Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. The Cyberpunk game was like still not fully announced. It was announced, but like there was no footage yet. But I think they were starting to ramp up a little bit with the teasers and stuff. Um, and we had things like Altered Carbon uh, on yeah. Netflix and stuff like that. And I think Love we were just like. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think we, we, me and Craig just sort of looked at each other like, holy crap, this is like, this couldn't have went any better in terms of yeah. timing. But, but it, as you said, it's only just sort of grown, right? It, it's kind of, yeah. um, and at Comic Cons, people come up and, and the one thing they mostly compare it to is Akira, actually. Um, okay. like, specifically the cover for issue two with King yeah, Kaiju yeah. on the front with this red sort of jumpsuit and yes. stuff. And, yeah. Um, okay, but, but it's always in a way that <laughs> makes them like instantly hooked on it and they want to know more. So I, I'm, really, I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> That's the rise of manga has probably helped as well. I mean, we've had that explosion of manga. I can imagine that's almost opened a new market for you, is it? Maybe. I think so, yeah. I mean, um, certainly um, MCM London, which of course is bigger on its manga and anime yeah. stuff, um, we get a lot of crossover there. Like people coming mm. over and saying, oh, I, I don't really read um, indie comics, you know, but they'll, they'll read things like, uh, or, or rather watch things like My Hero Academia all those big like anime shows, things like that. And yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely like a cut across there that, that we've noticed in recent years. Yeah. I think oh, it's just good. getting bigger and bigger now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of, it's an evergreen kind of. Seems to be now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it really does. We, yeah. We live in the shittest cyberpunk. You <laughs> 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 can be any more crap and boring. Yeah, when, I watched Blade, a... when I watched the original Blade Runner when I was 14, I didn't expect it now to just be people arguing on Twitter. You know, <laughs> I expected like us to be plugged phones. into fucking spaceships. Yeah. yeah. Smartphones, the trackers, got the, the, the overseas wars that affect the economies and stuff like that. It's all the, all the yeah. stuff we see in Cyberpunk, but just. You can watch porn on your phone, though. So I suppose there is a good yeah, side of it. Ups and downs. Yeah, ups yeah. and downs. Yeah. We've even got the VR <laughs> porn as well that they you often see in. That <laughs> scares me. I'm not doing that. That's a weird one. I'm not going to do that. Worried about that. So bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> so bizarre that's, I in the, that's in the book as well Is yeah, it yeah. Year three? yeah that, there's a bit of that as well that's totally bit of research kind of there stuff. Dave at all or yeah uh, I mean you have to do a little bit of research it's interesting because there's, there's a whole myriad of characters in Killtopia and when I first started reading it I thought right I've got this character's number and then like with an issue's time I was like okay I didn't have that character's number whatsoever yeah so, especially with the, the stiletto character I thought yeah. this is going to, this she's going to be the antagonist of this book, and by issue four, that's completely without spoiling it. it that's completely changed. She's well, subverting expectations is one of my favourite yes. things about a well-written book. Yeah, you know, I think that's what you're doing there, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, initially when I was first, we were first conceptualising the look and feel of characters, like me and Craig. Um, the sort of brief was that um, I, I wanted to write her kind of as like a Catwoman kind of character, like kind of yeah. deadly, but you don't really know what her motivations are. You never mm. quite know kind of what she's up to. And yeah. yeah, there's definitely a few red herrings along the way. Like in issue three, I think you're still not sure quite what her angle is. Like what what is yeah. she what does she want? Um, but yeah, I mean, issue five goes even further with it. There's a lot of stuff in uh. there that um, 
there's a lot of rug pulls and stuff that I I hope people are okay with because um, I think a lot of people might get be upset with the issue. Ah, okay, um, interesting. <laughs> some people might might be completely fine with it. I don't mean upset in that they'll think it's crap. I just think um, no, no. It's what, I think the way the what they're I think yeah, I think what they're hoping for certain characters and where they end up might not be what they expect. But um, okay. I'll say no more about that because <laughs> the the stiletto character starts off kind of very uh, how can we say kind of uh, self motivated and quite greedy and all about her and by the time it sort of rolls around to four that's kind of flipped and she's become quite altruistic but then that plays in the script totally justifies her change and her back story all kind of works in and uh, i discussed that it's really well put together i was like these characters all make sense and they're all fitting together like they should do and mm. oh, cheers. There's, <laughs> yeah there's tons of stuff we read and i think well why has that happened that 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 doesn't this doesn't work, but uh, yeah, you got it down <laughs> pat in Killtopia. So uh, hats oh, thank off you. to you on that one. I, I, guess, I guess like the main theme of the whole thing, right? Is it, I mean, I started the first one. The idea came to me basically when um, the, when talk about the NHS getting carved up by America first started, mm. right? Yeah. And I'm asthmatic, right? Really badly asthmatic. It's under control, but if I go without an inhaler for like a few days, I'm I'm pumped, right? I'm I'm, I'm going to be in bad shape, right? So. Okay. The thought of suddenly overnight having to pay for all that medication and if things get worse you know having to pay for medical bills like um you know the, like the american system that th- that's yeah. terrifying to me yeah so the whole thing you know there's the disease in kiltopia the rot and mm. people kiss other other on one hand some of them can't afford it on another hand people can the people in between are risking their lives in the kiltopia blood sport to pay for medical care so it's like, mm. what lengths would you go if you were stuck in that situation and you needed medical care? What would you do? Um, and that was kind of the the kernel for it. But overall, it's a story about like, and you'll see this in the fifth one again, no spoilers, but it's like, we're all at, at each other's throats on social media, right? We all share yeah. this planet together. We're all kind of human beings and we, mm. we should all be working together and, and understand each other more and be you know, have empathy for each other, but we're all kind of locked in our little fandoms and our social media platforms, left wing, right wing. And it's all just like, let's just like, we can do great things when we work together. I mean, look at COVID. It was a crap time, but we, we made it through, you know, uh, nobody that, talks to each other anymore, Dave. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think I think that's the problem. I think um, I, I, I just have to caveat that not everyone made it through COVID. I didn't mean to trivialize no, no, that. No, no, but, no, um, no, no, yeah, 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 You know, you know what I meant? Um, yeah. But when we put our minds together, I mean, you've got climate change. If we all just like thought about the longer term thing here and not thought, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll be dead when that happens. It's like, yeah, but how selfish is that, right? If we all just yeah. like saw the bigger picture and worked together, we can achieve excellence as a race, uh, as our species. So um, Killtopia 5 is quite hopeful. It's in a dystopian world, but I, I do want people to come away from it thinking maybe maybe humanity will be okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe we yeah. can actually make it through <laughs> all this um, together. But um well, we seem yeah. to always leave it till the eleventh hour and then pull our finger out and actually do something about it. But yeah. you always think, is this going to be the time where we don't? And <laughs> Elon will sort us out. Don't worry. Elon sort us out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, the kind of the rot, which kind of uh, it drives a lot of the characters. And it, as you said, it would because if if you're the choice between you being in pain, dying, and going out and committing a crime or doing something morally reprehensible many people would go for that and uh like i said eliminating that would maybe stop the suffering but again you i, I guess people have to read uh kill five which is on kickstarter now isn't it there you go to uh 
is indeed, yeah. <laughs> can I, can I ask a question about um, BHP? How, how does it work with the publishers? So they do they assist with the Kickstarter or do they get you into Diamond? What's their sort of end of the, the bargain, as it were? Yeah, yeah. So so uh, they, they weirdly came to us after Killtopia 1 kind of blew up. I've got a weird story about that, a really quick story about that. So right, Okay, go for it. Go for it. Craig, Craig and I pitched Killtopia 1 to Image, right? And at the time, because they were backed up, they said it might take six months to hear back. And if you haven't heard within six months, just assume it hasn't been picked up, right? So we thought, okay, six months comes along and we're like, we're still working on the book anyway, right? We, we weren't just like waiting around twiddling our thumbs, you know? Um, <laughs> and we were like, okay, let's just get this on Kickstarter and do it ourselves. Okay, image isn't going to happen. <laughs> the Kickstarter made like, what, what it made, it made 16, 16K. And then after that, BHP got in touch and said, because they're just down the road in Glasgow, right? So we're yeah. kind of, mm. and, and I knew them at this point anyway. I, I pitched their vessels to them as well back in the day. And um, they were like, okay, let's, uh, maybe we could talk about something. You've clearly you've clearly got something here, guys. Let's have a chat. And literally, just literally a few days after signing with BHP, I get an email in my inbox from Image. And I was like, oh, oh. no. Oh, crap. I was like, God. <laughs> It was a rejection, of course, but I was like, oh, oh. Well, that would have been a very awkward conversation to have with BHP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, how it works is basically, I, I actually asked if we could just keep doing the Kickstarters ourselves because I, right. I maybe, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about this at the time, but in a weird way, it's kind of made me a bit more autonomous, you know, and kind of yeah. helped me. Um, you know what you're doing, man. You want to keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no disrespect to BHP. I mean, they're they're like actually like some of my best friends now. Like we we hang out and stuff. And but um, uh, it, it sort of to grow my own personal brand, if that makes sense. So rather yeah. than put these on Kickstarter as a publisher's comic, they're my they're not my comics alone. But you know, what I mean, my name's on there. I'm trying to build a profile, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but BHP, yeah, they basically get us into distribution. So we're in like um, Traveling Man. We're down in um, London. We're in Forbidden Planet. Um, all these other shops across the UK. Um, we're on Diamond US as well. So yeah, um, we get across there in comic shops and stuff too. Um, they do sometimes uh, comic events in Europe and they take the books for them and, and sell them there. So, And of course, the, the, the multimedia stuff as well. Um, so they have an we have an agent now who helps us through bhp to negotiate all that kind of stuff so yeah they, they've been great and um and they handle got, foreign rights and stuff i'm guessing do they or yeah all that stuff yeah, we actually um we actually got our very first uh foreign right deal was in the ukraine actually um oh nice so oh, the stuff. book was trans the book was translated into ukraine for the ukrainian market and um because um, cyberpunk is really big in the Ukraine um, and it seems like they had a lot of cool comic cons going over there so I really hope all that stuff will endure obviously all mm-hmm. the bad bad uh, times that are happening over there just now but um, yeah so it's been really good it's it's kind of a I don't imagine a lot of comic deals are like this so we feel quite we feel quite lucky that you know we still have all the rights we still have control over like all of it so um, yeah we're quite lucky that we've got a, the kind of deal we have got so yeah quite, quite thankful nice. for that <laughs> oh good man I was just yeah, going to briefly touch on uh, Clark Bint's artwork for uh, two, three, and uh, will be five. I think he's a bit of a lazy fucker, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Man, it's, he's absolutely dynamite. I he love is, yeah. this. Love I'm this joking. Really yeah. <laughs> Have you had a, an artist? We we spoke about this book, uh, God, months ago, didn't we? Uh, called Bio Ripple by Neil Levy, and his yeah. style on uh, Killtopia. It's in some way like they they're very very similar. I'm not accusing either of 
of anything shady. Yeah, it, like, I, th- I think of Neil Levy as almost like if Mr. Bint had taken a lot of psychedelic drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of some of the kind of the the, the it's like a perspective, the sort like a, a fisheye lens effect that yeah. Neil Levy brings into his work. Sometimes you see it on clocks stuff and it's absolutely yeah, fucking it's a good point yeah 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 it's yeah. really lovely stuff and uh it, it kind of the uh the the first two uh it, artwork and issue one and two great and then third absolutely like kicks in and you're like bloody hell it's like you're kind of being thrust head first into the uh uh the, the world how, how do you get involved with uh clock bin how do you get him on the project um, it's just when, um, you know, Craig, Craig and I sort of decided to, um, politely, like I said before, we're, we're all still friends and stuff, but, uh, we, we sort of went our separate ways a bit. And, um, um, yeah, I just did like an artist call just on Twitter. said, I'm looking for ah. people to, I didn't actually know Clark when he got in touch with his portfolio. Uh, he did a test page. Um, and yeah, so that, that's how it kind of happened. And then we just got chatted and I realized, Hey, we we're kind of into the same kind of stuff. And. I, you just get a good vibe, don't you, from, yeah, from yeah. certain people working yeah, with definitely. Um, yeah. And Lou as well, who does the colours, I, I just spoke to them over Twitter as well, did another like classified kind of ad, like, hey, I'm looking for a colourist. And um, we actually all met, uh, well, I met Clark in person at uh, Last Thought Bubble uh, last year. Um, yeah. But this was the first time that me, Lou and Clark were all in the same room together and we all met and had a, we all got smashed at the after party and it was, it was great. And, <laughs> But, it, it, you know, it's like when you find a team that you work with and my, my panel notes on my scripts, right, um, they, they go from really, really detailed when it has to be, right, to really minimalist because I know that Clark and Lou are just going to get what I'm talking about. And that that's yeah. that's when you know you're working with a team that really you're all just like clicking, you're all firing on all cylinders. And uh, that's how every issue of Kiltopia has felt so far with them. So yeah. um, I'm really it's always the way and it is a right man you start off writing loads and then as you you get a shorthand and you know get that collaborative process going and you're all in sync and you write less and less don't you You don't need to you know yeah and and also like we we touched on like um before before we recorded this we touched on like the background references and stuff and yeah um i write a few of those but the majority of them actually are just clark uh, (laughs) i and craig just like messing around like i'll read i'll read it again a few months later and be like or maybe like a year year later and be like Oh my god! I didn't notice that little reference in the background. Like <laughs> um, that again is like a level of trust that I, I just trust that Clark's not going to do anything dodgy there. He's always going to put fun stuff in, and um, yeah. yeah, it's always it was, a treat. Didn't say to Dave see. Cook is a bastard written on a wall. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I told this story. I, I had to do animations for a well-known card maker, like when when uh, Flash first came out, and the guy I was working with was an absolute fucking Wally. So in the flash file, I put so-and-so, so-and-so is a C, like over and over in the background, really small, so you couldn't that's see it. But real mature, Dan. That's a real mature way Proud of you, dude. Proud of you. If, if you broke yeah. apart the uh, the Swift file and looked at it, you could see it like <laughs> quite easily. <laughs> I had to do it. But uh, I was saying, on Kill Tabby 4, some of the fucking like, the riot scenes... Clark and the colorist must have been absolutely just going for it because there's so much going on in those pages. They're nuts. Did, does Clark do it yeah. uh, digitally? So he starts he, off on paper, on A3 paper, uh, with yeah. pencil and ink, and then he scans it in and does the rest digitally. Uh, um, wow. So you can actually buy his like original pages from like Thought Bubble and stuff. Um, they're they're phenomenal. Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he does. I don't know how both of them do it, but um, 
they they work so well in sync like they'll give each other notes on kind of so clark will say you know uh you know they'll actually talk it won't it won't it's not just me saying okay clark here's the script here's what i want you to to draw and it's not clark saying okay lou here's the art this is what i want you to color they'll actually like bounce like alternatives back and forth and actually get into discussion around it and it just it feels like a proper team dynamic but yeah th- those riot pages took a long time um for for obvious reasons but um it was just nice to see them both like uh, even like getting through that page and not being burned out but just being okay what's next let's go and i'm like this yeah. is this is great like we were all having so much fun and um i i think like the first two issues i was I, again before we started recording i touched on the kind of like my, my mental state you know before covid mm. and yeah um, those two issues i enjoyed working on them with craig but the writing part man was so, so difficult i was getting upset at myself and thinking i can't do this and but with these ones now, like I think, I don't. I think it's maybe just um, we've had a groove with it now, you know. Yeah, yeah it feels good. it feels fun again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. excellent. Yeah. So, have you got anything uh, planned for the future of Kiltopia after the uh, the miniseries? Yeah, so um, we're doing the omnibus next year, the collected edition. So that that will hopefully hit nice. Kickstarter in September, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I recently put out a call for. Um, my, our first anthology um so that that will happen i i it'll probably be 2024 before we sort of kickstart it but um i'm hoping to start uh with the money we make from kickstarter uh, from killtopia 5 hoping to start funding a few you know slowly start funding the shorts for that over time rather than all trying to do, do it all at once yeah um but we've got good a response people... to the call out man or what's that it was a good response to the call out for greatest yeah massive i think we had something like over 200 people get in touch now. Um, a few people yeah. have said, yes, I can't obviously can't say who, but a few people that I didn't think we'd get, we've got some, like, holy crap, really? this is cool. Um, Rob, Rob yeah. Liefeld. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just going to be an issue. I mean, the, the, the theme, the theme of the anthology is feet. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and Quentin Tarantino getting together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Opening shot team. Ta- Tarantino's right in the uh, forward for us. <laughs> um, but no, so the, the theme of what I can tell you, I've not told anyone this, is the theme of the anthology will be called will be music. Um okay. because because Killtopia, you know, cyberpunk and music kind of go hand in hand. You've got like Synthwave, you've got like one of my favorite animes, which is um well, sorry, my favorite anime of all time is Cowboy Bebop, which is like rooted in jazz oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So um the thing is it will be a rigid theme. You don't have to do music, but that'll be the kind of through line that we're going for. Um uh, we're gonna. I'm. Ho- I'm gonna call it Nano Jams. Is gonna be the name of the first anthology. Okay. Nano meaning small. Nice. So small, yeah. small stories, small jams. Um, so that that's what we're gonna do for that. Here's, and, here's a pitch. Here's a pitch for you, Dave. Two oh, meccas. Oh god. Yeah. Two meccas arrive. Daphne and Celeste. Oh god. There you go. <laughs> They've been resurrected as AI. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. And, and <laughs> your mum. And your mama too. What a horrific future that is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then beyond that, I'm doing um, some. I'm, I'm as of as of like just before we started this podcast, I'm 35 pages into writing the first issue of a sequel series as well. Oh, nice! Um, oh, which I haven't really said publicly. I don't think yet. But um, oh, yeah, first you have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, without. I mean, the only thing I can really tell you is it's set five years later. There's only one one main character that transfers over. That's not because they all die in five, by the way. It's just I didn't okay, want to yeah, do yeah, yeah. No, I didn't no, want to no. do the same thing again, right? So yeah, um yeah. one of the characters is the is the new lead. Um 
and this one's more about so because Killtopia, the first arc is kind of like you've got hackers, uh, protesters, sort of people that live underneath the law um, and around the law, like criminals and yakuza gangs. This one is about it's sort of a it was inspired by things like uh, Uber and like Justy and how the gig economy is like. It seems like some people must enjoy doing it, but I think it sounds like hell. You know, working for small amounts of money, dashing all around town, delivering stuff, or picking people up, and um, in in the new Killtopia sequel, um, the police force is work for hire. It's like it's like Uber. So the bounty bounty hunters from the first series have now become work for hire cops. Um, so it's kind of like the other side of the law. Um, it's about work for hire cops who uncover a big conspiracy that could just destroy Neo Tokyo. So, oh wow, that's nice. all I can say about that. But there's also a bit in there about um, there's a lot of mental health mental health stuff in there again. Um, inspired by kind of like i said before we recorded you know sort of yeah. dealing with stuff through experiences COVID. yeah okay. yeah so there's a lot of mental health stuff in there as well so it's definitely a lot darker it's more of like a cyberpunk horror um wow okay with a lot of cop stuff so uh, there's already like a million different ideas there again i cannot write small stories i always get carried away so, <laughs> yeah um but that that will probably be god knows when in tw- maybe end of 2024 we'll start um crowdfunding that but yeah, no. watch the watch the space. Nice, soon awesome. come around. So, where can we uh, find you online, uh, Dave? Your, your social media and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, I'm on Twitter at Dave S Cook. Um, I'm on Hive Social now, as of <laughs> yes, as of like Monday. Uh, just Dave Cook uh, Mastodon. I'm Dave Cook at Mastodon art, um, and you can also uh, find me on Instagram at Dave Cook Comics. It's going to be so hard to remember all these handles, isn't it? I can yeah. adjust. Yeah, I can. I can barely remember my OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me after, mate. Yeah. Oh well, mate. No worries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they've got how, how much? How many days left have they got if they want to back uh, the next uh, Kill Tokyo on Kickstarter? Dave, is it like? A uh, there's or? ten ten days left. Ten days. Um, and although it's for Kill Tokyo Five, uh, we're doing like a complete set of one to five. Yeah. So if it's, if you're new to the series, you just want to dive in. Got We've got the the complete uh, digital set and the complete physical edition as well. Yeah, I recommend again jump jump in. Don't get that FOMO, miss out. Get that the, the issue five with the rest of them because uh, it's it's well worth a read. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, such a such a great book and a, and, a, and a massive example of like what indie comics can do. Yes, especially the Thank UK. You, folks. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. So next, look, you've got no excuse, listeners, for not knowing what Dave's all about. Yeah. I've just backed it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank Pleasure. you. And he'll be calling us from his mansion next time. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on, come on. In the, in, on yeah, in the, in the couple of years since we spoke to you last, come on, you, you're you just grown like a come mighty oak. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, one thing I would like to try next year, I'm actually trying to. Uh, I'm actually speaking with a few people about this just now. I'm trying to maybe get back into the idea of pitching publishers again because. I only did yeah. it once or twice, and I sort of thought, perhaps naively, like, you know, what can a publisher do for me that I can't do for myself on Kickstarter? Mm. Which, you know, there's quite a lot. You could, but it's things like distribution and yeah, be, yeah. being being part of a big publisher is just, just good for your CV, right? You know, it's good yeah. for getting yeah. the name out there. So, yeah. well, I what am they're most to... interested in, man, is your yeah. reach. That's yeah. what they really are most interested in. And bear in mind, you're selling more books now than probably, you know, a lot of Marvel and DC books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. you 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 should be a shoe in for that because you got a track record, you've got a following. You know, you you basically go into these people and saying, 
I can sell this number of books, which is what they want to yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Or what yeah, the, true, good, yeah. the good ones want to know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking to, like, a few folk about maybe getting on, like, you know, things like uh, right into some writer's pools and stuff like that. So to try and be considered for stuff in future. But um, I might have a few pitches coming next year. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about them on, on Twitter. But um, I don't know. It's just I, I, I'm trying not to do too much at once again. <laughs> I, yeah, I've only yeah. just found a good work-life balance. Yeah. So I'm trying not to overdo it right now. So Okay, man. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You're, doing, you're doing enough to make us and uh, all, all your readers happy, Dave. So keep it up. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> There you have it. It's been a couple um, of years. Obviously, he's he's turning into a sort of indie comics behemoth or behemoth. Hmm. Uh, but you can always tell a good guest because they always have a chuckle before and after. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I think it's a good guest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Dave is a great guest and a very good creator. So uh, go forth and check out of his work if you have not already. Hmm. You know, um, and we're thoroughly looking forward to seeing how kick. Killtopia start uh, sort of ends and starts again from the sounds of it. Whew, yeah, bit of an exclusive there, lovely. So, um, speaking of exclusive, it's now just exclusively just the three of us for the rest of this show. How about that? Eh? Yep. Absolutely yeah, nothing. They just let me just. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah. Um, there. So, hey. without further ado, do we have any shout-outs, gents? Yeah, I've got a few. Yes. I'll go first. first yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, the 2008 Eastern Contingent is um, having a meet-up on the 3rd of the 12th at 1pm at the Grain and Hop Store Pub in Cambridge. Why not pop along and say hi to Gary, Eamon, Conrad and Co? First one. Uh, next one, Bad Food number three from Nico G. Um, um, a valued member of the Slack, I'm going to say, is on Kickstarter at the moment. It's a story of two music-obsessed 20-somethings surviving after all the jobs have been taken by Altered Humans, War Suits, and Machine Intelligences. I've read the first two of that, and they're really good. I'd say quality, mm. absolute quality. Um, make sure you sign up to Pat Mills' Substack. It's called Iconoblast. Um, absolute fucking quality for free as well. He's put in some – I think this last two days we've had one each day. There's loads coming through on it. Yeah. Um, and he's publishing extracts of an up-and-coming book that, uh, on and the subject of which being what he has learned from writing comics. Absolutely essential. Yeah, just really good reading. Um, man, my last one is Saturday the 10th of December in Brighton. It's the Cartoon County Comic Fair um, from noon to 4.30pm. You know it's Brighton when they start an event at noon, don't you? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Brighton's a nice place. I'm only joking. Um, yeah. It's at the Brighton Centre, North Road, BN11YD. Free entry. That's another thing. Free entry. Come on. Okay, if they can manage it, yeah. everyone else can manage it. Uh, it's a fun comics and zine fair. There'll be a community table as well where you can leave it. Now, we talked about this with Shane, I think, last week, didn't we, as well? A no, week before last, where you can leave your comics and people will come and we'll sell them on your behalf. It's like a community table, which is a fucking great idea for something we call the small press community. I think we need to do yeah. this more, actually. If they had um, like an area where you could just donate a book and then they would just sit in that area and people could look at it and read it and think, well, actually, I really like this and then wander off to find you. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, I think it's good. Not everyone can afford a table. Not everyone's got the time. They might have kids or something, you know, something like that. You, so having a community table is good. Um, the offer is open to anyone on the ACP Slack. So that's great. Um, Boom. We got this sent through by our buddy Simon Russell. Um, you can go to www.cartooncounty.com or contact Simon. Um, he's on the Slack. He's on Twitter, etc. cetera. Uh, great opportunity. Um, that's a good one. So they're my ones. Uh, my first one is a Kickstarter. 
Super Show the Comic, issues three to five. Join Rock Newman and his crew of henchmen as they search for the strongest man alive and flash back to where <laughs> it all started. Uh, that's absolutely sailed past its target. Uh, it's got 17 days to go. Uh, looks a fun little comic. Go check it out. So you're not just back in one issue. You're getting several. So uh, do go check that one out. And uh, we've got Nord, Mind Simmons' epic Viking tale of a warrior king who battles death. Uh, that is well on its way to getting the targets, but just over halfway there. Could do a bit of a love and attention, that one. It's, it's fantastic ridiculously artwork. beautiful. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. really don't understand why this isn't just getting published straight off the rip by yeah. a, a, a big publisher, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, uh, well, we'll never know. Maybe we will. Uh, so go check that out. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one. Yeah. Nord, mine. I thought I'd leave it to breathe. Yeah. yeah. Just, just let me float, float, flail in the wind. <laughs> go check that one out. And uh, stuff, obviously, uh, Viper, Crimson, uh, Dawn, that's on. If you haven't, right if you haven't backed that, what is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> if you back it, I can stop fucking talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how will so. you know, Dan? You won't know until the, the campaign's ended. Yeah. So it's kind of like an empty promise that oh, we'll yeah, just yeah. carry on going on about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to look to see oh, how you're doing. Oh, yeah. 307%, my friend. Uh, hey. What was that, Dan? Did you finally. Um... Did it happen? Did uh, you do one? That, like, yeah. yeah, just been a bit blocked it's... up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Get that effect on the face that you showed me earlier. Release that venom. Anyway. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh what that's that's too much for you, that's too you much. i can't believe you you pig honestly yeah, i can't believe you, you pig <laughs> <laughs> let's get away from this filth to, no um well there may be some more filth in a minute but um to the recommendation part of the show now i'm gonna i, I thought i didn't have anything this week oh okay i'm gonna do a brief hey. honorable, um brief honorable mention um just before we get into Tony's, because Tony's is a whole that that is NS NSFW Tony's, so you may yes. want to stop listening <laughs> at that point. Um, but yeah, I actually picked up a book by uh, Sammy Ward, uh, illustrator called All Ghosts. I actually picked this up. This was a um, it's a collection of uh, sort of ghostly illustrations um, which were created through the month of August twenty two as part of the uh, All Ghost Drawing Challenge. Um, and it's a lovely little um, square. Um, I think it's a similar sort of square size as um, what I did black um, that when I printed that. I like I like square books. I don't know why. I'm weird. <laughs> That's a new one for you. Yeah. yeah I, like, I like square books. I do, square I do books. like square books. It's um, Yeah, I believe you. It's a wonderful shape. Um, but yeah, this and is... Harris is- Inky's New Adventures could come out soon. That's a square book. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mention that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think, it's, I think it's a perfect format for like Inktober stuff or like you know you know illustrating illustration sort of book. You did Instagram comics, yeah, 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 yeah. Instagram oh, comics. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And this is like that. There, you know, um, there are some sort of poetic musings and then illustration with it, and it's it's mm. wonderful. I just um, I saw it on uh, Sammy's um, I think online. She posted about it. Um, if you go to Sammy Ward Draws, you can find out a bit more um, about her and her work. Um, I didn't know that this was actually um, successfully funded on Kickstarter, the book. Um, but as she says on the website, if you missed it, you can pre-order all ghosts from Crowdfunder. So, I mean, I say pre-order. You can probably just order it from there now. So, 
it was funded on Kickstarter, but there was also she ran a pre-order through crowdfunder as well. I'm not sure how that worked. Oh, but okay. I will tell you yeah. this. Oh, good. Okay. I, pre- I pre-ordered it, um, and it came very, very quickly. So Fantastic. yeah, it came with a, a cool little uh, sticker of a ghost as well. And you know, I love freebies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so go to, money. go to draws dot com um, to see more of her work. And uh, yeah, she's on the uh, on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at Sammy Ward Draws. Great, a, a great illustrator, um, and, and one definitely worth checking out. Um, so that one's uh, my little recommend to throw into the ring, Tony. Which should I go with first? Should I go with the worst one or the not so bad one first? Dan, what do you uh, start? Ease us in. Start ease, ease us in. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if one of you has read this because I think I think one of you at least backed it. It was Asteroid Belters, Battle <laughs> yeah, Beyond this. the Bras. Have you read this, Dan? Yeah, I bet this and read this. Yeah, oh, good man. Quite, quite the comic after your recommendation. Thank you. Yeah, I love to spread the love of dirty, <laughs> sweaty, sticky love. Um, it's oh, hang, um, hang, hang on, it's about 30 seconds late, but um, uh, here's a warning for anyone uh, <laughs> uh, uh, who it, uh, doesn't necessarily like uh, smutty talk or smut or filth. Or, They're on um, the wrong podcast, so let's face yeah, it. Have you think. somehow got to this? Yeah, point yeah if you've got to this point and yeah. you haven't been weirded out by it, then yeah, the next the next 10, 15 minutes could be fine. Can imagine yeah. someone driving in like hands-free mode, and they're like, "No, I don't want to hear this," but unable to turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the kids, the kids, the kids, yeah. the fucking kids. Oh, somebody's. Oh, I wonder if they'll mention my yeah. son's comic on this episode. Yeah. It's yeah. just us yeah. talking about spiky if you, penises. If you are listening to this show whilst your uh, infants, your toddlers, or you know your young children in the room, you got to look at yourself because yeah, uh, that's not something we can. Jump yeah, to. please we're don't not, do we're that. Not, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, not, yeah. we're not being held responsible for anything yeah. that happens now. Yeah. So let's get back to the beautiful and lovely, lovely erotic but romantic asteroid belters. It's thirty-one pages, full color. I've got one on Kickstarter. I've ordered the physical actually. Yeah. Um, but the um, I've got the. Reading it again, then Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got battle, the, battle beyond the stars. It's a piss take of physical. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've only got the physical, but I'm waiting for the. I've only got the digital. I'm waiting for the physical. So it's published by TBH. It's not for the not for the prudish, as we've mentioned. Uh, it's three kick-ass variant covers, which are included in the, the digital, which you can see all of them. Um, I think it's only I've, now the people who made this. I don't know whether this is very wise of them or very foolish of them, but they're they're secretive. I can't figure out who did each thing. Whether it's one person or many people, I don't know. I'm guessing it's probably like one person. A little bit like that. They won't give their true identities. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at the moment, it's only available through the Kickstarter at the moment. Um, okay. So I don't, I can't find a big cartel or anything for it. I don't think I can find one. Um, it's, um, this is much more, so you remember previously I spoke about the first one, which is more of a sort of pin-up special more than anything. But this is much more comic-centric, which is nice to see. Um, and they all have, they, there's like a horror host for this as well. Uh, um I'm going to call him a horror erotic host, and he's called MC Pig, and he's particularly unpleasant. Um, he says, I know why you're here. You want to do a deep muff dive on some of the hottest sci-fi babes in the galaxy. Jesus Christ. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, said three, three separate stories. The first one is Bobby Wet, um, and it's all about mistaken identity. When I, she when, lives... when I when I started this show, getting worse, ago, my friend. I yeah. didn't know this, this is where we in. would. Be, this is where we would yeah. be. It's just a medium. It's not a genre. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so there's, there's space for erotic comics. The only thing I will say about both of these comics I'm going to talk about, they are not done seriously. I, yeah, I think if these, were, yeah, if these were done as like serious erotic comics, I would fucking not be into it. No. But because it's just a massive piss take, then I can dig. I, I can dig it. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense, yeah. guys? Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was like some sort of, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, but a comic, I would laugh yeah. my way out of the shop and not buy it. Do you know what it's I mean? Sort of, it's winking at the audience throughout. Oh, hugely, like, yeah. yeah, and that's what I like about it. Um, so Bobby Wet, I'm gonna say that again. She lives in habita- habitation. Do you know what number of her habitation it is? The number is it's thirty-eight double D. <laughs> uh, she comes back from <laughs> she comes back from a mission. And she after she's in the shower, obviously. What's the first thing you come back after killing loads of space pirates or something? You go for a shower, don't you? And she's washing all the sort of blood off she's been attacked. And then but then people break in and she has to fight them off. Some might say beat them off naked. A lot of high kick lot of high kicks in the in the naked regions, I'm gonna say. What what does she do? She beats them off. She beats them (laughs) up. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. Um lots of high kicks. When you've got when you've not got any pants on, that's Quite a scary prospect for some people, isn't yeah. it? You know, um, so she and the story is she basically beats people up naked. She kind of liked um, space, stuff. yeah. Space pirate booty is the second story. Um, this is sort of more full on starship space adventure with a pirate ship attacking a, um, a space freighter of the Imperial Navy. Um, it's interesting got a reference, which this is, is the funniest. How much does this just literally apply to us? The fact, you know, the bit in June where he puts his hand, you know, fear is the mind killer. He puts his hand in the box. You know, there's a, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it because I think you need to see this. There's a very similar sequence that relates to how he's trying to keep his mind off the subject of giving away the codes to the safe sort of thing whilst getting something done to him. That's all I'm going to say. Um, will his imperial conditioning help him through it? I don't know whether it does. I'm going to say probably not. I'm going to say POV as well, which is always a good phrase to use. Um and then the imaginatively, the third one is the imaginatively named Pussy Cops. Um, I'm going to say it involves a number of non-Home Office approved moves and weapons. Um, <laughs> uh, always shoot for the balls. Um, one of which, um, one of their moves um, was my uh, screen saver yeah, on my you phone sent for a while. Yeah, you sent I sent it, that to that you guys, and it made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. Where she fires a gun from somewhere, and let's say unexpected. Um <laughs> Yeah, you can follow t- TBH Comics at TBH, TBH Comics on Twitter. Um, and as, as I say, I don't know who these shadowy creators are, but they're, they're clearly, clearly doing the, they're clearly doing the Lord's work. They clearly are, but it's funny, like on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Kickstarter, you can follow creators, so next time they put books out, you get a. a oh, that's true. I follow a few people yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. I guess. Yeah, but uh, it made me chuckle. Not the one I could read in Cafe Nero in the mornings. No, to be no, honest no. with you, you know, not with someone over the shoulder. Does that go for the second one as well, T? Mate, and the second it's one's ready. worse. What did you That's say, right. Vince, when I sent you a picture of the cover to this one? Um, well, it's not. I mean, like fuck off, Jesus, or something. Yeah, I think yeah I said. it's like fucking hell, Jesus. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, that's my that's my reaction to most things turning oh, into me. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, the second no. one is Jesus fuck. That was... That's it. Oh no, Jesus fuck. Yeah, that's always a good phrase. The <laughs> we need to do a comic called Oh No Jesus Fuck. Don't we just get full? <laughs> um, 
the second one is called i don't know whether you'll read into this or you'll get some sense of what it's about it's called hentai triple x and it's not by someone called um jake matchin i know that because it says it on the inside cover um that he's a friend the person making it is a friend of jake matchin's um although my copy does appear to be signed by someone called jake matchin so i don't know read into that do, do, you, do you think the inside cover is just in case his mum finds it I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> or, or the authorities, great. or the authorities. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a funny one. It's a sort of um, duo coloured A5 zine format. Very much not suitable for anyone under the age of twenty one. I'm going to say um, the cover is a sort of demonic male, um, rotting flesh, and spit like loads of like streams of spittle are hanging out of his mouth as he hold is is penis has got a tongue sticking out at the end of it and is all spiky and he's holding on to a lady who looks like she might be his girlfriend who's one of those classic big-eyed manga um females um very disturbing cover but what they've done is they've had a almost like a you know like a dust jacket where it sort of hooks around the pay the front cover it's like a partial dust jacket so any covers the bottom i'm going to say the bottom third probably of the page which is where it really gets lively, which is where the spiky penis fit is. So he's he's put this sort of weird cover, card cover around it, which is an interesting idea. Um, and it covers the penis tongue, as I'm now calling it. Um, the inside cover has got that sort of classic artist. So, the, you know, we get this a lot in Underground and Indie Comics, don't we, where it's almost like the first inside cover page is the artist talking about the comic you're about to read and he's sitting at the drawing board. They, they do a bit of that, and it's this sort of obese and drooling part man. I'm going to say it's part man, part bear or something it's hard to tell um and is instantly both um extremely dislikable and disgusting i'm gonna say the first story is called dr big dick cool um <laughs> and he's a doctor he's got a special way of dealing with clients and it involves him prescribing an extra large dose of vitamin d you can probably guess what that is <laughs> don't you get that from like sunlight is that orange yeah that? good good point and he says, uh, another hard day of hard work for the doctor. Um, he gets caught up in a robbery, but in good old porno tradition, um, it, it turns, it it, tra- it it sort of moves from being a, a robbery, you know, in the same way that a pizza delivery always ends up with them moaning. Yeah. This this moves from a, a robbery well, into... Didn't get delivered on time. Is exactly, that why yeah. Is that why they're moaning? Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, it turns into a hardcore sex session in the doctor's car. Um, and then there's a second story, but it's a bit unclear whether it's a second story or some kind of weird continuation because it does it is nut it is nuts this book, so it's hard to tell whether it's. But it's it seems to me it's a second story, um, and that's that's a story. It's a, I'm not sure actually, but it, that the second story, let's call it that, is a sort of running fight over who gets to have sex with Candy. Now Candy is one of the bloke. There's still these two blokes there. One is hitting a third bloke over the head with a stick, saying, "Shouting, I'm bored." And his mate's saying, me too. And the bloke's phone beeps. And he looks, he says, oh, look, I've got a picture message. And it's can it's a, an, a topless picture of a girl going, Candy, hi, boys. Do you want to come over for sex? And the two men then have sort of a fight. And it turns into a sort of race to get to who can get to Candy first to have sex with her. Um, yeah, it goes in exactly the place you expect it to go. And it just goes mental. And there's loads of fighting and nudity people getting punched in the face thrown out windows that sort of thing doesn't end well has a sort of slightly 
Beano-esque ending where the two men both end up in hospital and the bit which isn't Beano is they they both got boners they can't get rid of but there you go so that's it so it's if it is Jake who I who I met a signing recently he's also did something called trench coat which I read um uh, got about a year ago I bought through strangers um this is utterly underground as fuck and it operates both as a sort of sex comedy almost like a farce you know like an old school farce um yes but it also has that satirical take. Jake's not a manga artist, he's a, a UK creator, but also has that satirical take on Japanese attitude towards overt hentai sexuality. So it's in fact lampooning that ridiculous gotcha. area of the okay. MCMs and stuff that we always try and get, we always think are horrible, you know. So it's lampooning that, it's taking the piss out of this sort of silly way of doing comics. Um, it does an excellent job though at sort of mimicking and aping those 60s and 70s manga that we don't, we don't really see translated over here we occasionally see them helen would have when we had helen on she she would have she would have talked about some of this if we'd have pursued it we you know you almost see that there's that you see it as a single panel in some exhibitions and stuff um and also this two-colored approach makes it a, gives it a real um us uk underground feel to it as well crossed over with that um manga thing somebody like um the bad girl stuff from bonten tarot um or the surrealist style of um yoshiharo tsuge who's I'm, I'm a fan of i think his stuff is good he did a book called screw style and there's also a guy called terry yamura who did shogun tofu um which this book seems to be aping in a way you could you can almost see that the the lettering if it was taken away would have that sort of gorgeous japanese calligraphy on a page you know you know manga old school manga almost seems like more beautiful when it's written in japanese because it's such a, a more beautiful language to us mm. you know on this sort of weird type now i'm saying that that may well be the case i took it to be a satire or it may just be that the creator is absolutely off his head and a mental case <laughs> okay so there's those two areas do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to work out which one they're going for um but uh, i can't i can't definitely say it's jake matcham but if it is go and look him up on Instagram it's best to be like Schrodinger's creator and don't find out and just hope. Never tell anyone. Know, yeah, we don't know either. Like whether he's he's in the know or he's fucking nuts. Clinically insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're the two areas for this. But um, it's been an interesting week of reading because I always like to find new stuff for us to talk about. You know, and I think yes, just just so happened that these both came in through my door at the same time, through my email at the same time, and I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Well, let's go for a bit of a triple. I'm sure Dave's over the moon that all I'm doing is talking about Smart on the episode where we feature him, but I uh, hope he didn't get his mum to listen. God, imagine. <laughs> so what's the, what's the title warning. of this one again, Tony? Yeah. This is called Hentai, H-E-N-T-A-I, Hentai Triple X. Okay. There you go. Do you know what Hentai, actually, what that means? As no, as, I don't. Literal trans. Let me, let me Google it. Oh, Hang on, I, I thought you knew, Dan. No, I thought you were ready. No, no, no. I, was that just a general question? Then no, it's just a general question. Isn't it? Japanese, isn't it? Japanese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where you, it is. I didn't think you'd know that. Why are you putting no, that no, no. into your browser? No, I was, I was just about to, and I fucking caught myself. Or no, I don't just want that thinking, on the Yeah, it already looks like the Battle of Somme anyway. Your fucking browser. <laughs> <laughs> what would your dad say? <laughs> well, if we say Dan, why have you got this stuff on your browser? Oh, yeah, sorry, you, yeah, you, per, yeah, you pervert. Yeah, said, no, yeah. I was not saying delete it. I'm saying, how do you look at it? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that other book? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Asteroid Bellers. Yeah. Um, so there you go, folks. What a show it's been this week. 
um thank yeah you, man thank you again to dave coke for joining us cheers dave yes um, cheers dave yeah and the, mid- the midweek shows always have a bit of a different energy don't they yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I find that these couple of hours or by the time we start and finish usually about three hours isn't it they just sort of disappear yeah. yeah, I don't know what happens to my day sometimes. Just chatting yeah. to you two guys. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. Where have we just been? What's happened to me? Yeah, that's what. Hello, I saw you at the Comet Mart yesterday as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope everyone had a good time at the Comet Mart yesterday that we bumped into. Yes. And annoyed. Look, look. Let's let's not make too many promises yeah. right now. But yes, we we might you might see a well see you might hear a bit of it um, audio from the Comet Mart. Yeah. Um, on the next episode, yeah. and uh, find out what we purchased. So I'm glad be... that Vince, Tony, I won the comic <laughs> contest. Just cut that. That's needed. Yeah. Nice work. Nice Dan, work what, why are you trying yeah, to get yeah. me to do editing? You know, <laughs> no, yeah, you know yeah. it's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. I'll just do that purely for the purposes of a joke. For the for the. Thanks for the lovely gift yeah. of Bye. that you got me, Vince. Okay. There you go. Left a little bit of space yeah. to stand. You know, yeah. yeah. The um. Oh, and thanks, Dan, for for ducks. Dan, Dan sent me a, no after problem. showing an interest in ducks last week. Um, the book, yeah. The, well, uh, uh, Vince did I, warn me that you you try and buy every comic in the Western Hemisphere and beyond. So I thought, <laughs> so I, I, you I said, oh, I might get that. And yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I said on the show, I said, oh, I might get that. Sounds good. I'm going to get that. And you went just about a half hour later. You went, don't buy that. I ordered it for you. I said, I'd oh, already ordered. Well, I literally ordered it pretty much as soon as you said. Because uh, yeah, uh, right, yeah. yeah you know the book I was trying to get for you, and I couldn't had no luck. It was the Noir by uh, Enrico Moro. Oh, now that's a good result because Vince bought me that last year. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good result because he bought it in French. Do you remember me? Yeah. So I've got the translation on the, in my iPad, but I've got it in French. Ah, uh, there you go. Dodge, yeah, yeah. Bullet that's dodge. good. Nice work. There you go. Teamwork. Teamwork. See, teamwork. Yeah. Makes the... Making the dream work. Dream there work. you go. There you go. We're a well-oiled... <laughs> oh, well. Insert word. Um, but... yeah. Wankers. We're well-oiled <laughs> wankers. No. Um, but hopefully if you survive the past uh, 10 15 minutes um, you will have enjoyed this episode yeah hopefully you enjoyed it anyway and no doubt added more comics to your wish list and thought, thought of new new ways to sort of perhaps promote market work on your comics um, if there's anything else you want us to talk about in future episodes please do get in touch you can email yes. us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com on social media at the awesome pod facebook dot com slash awesome comics podcast um it, join the slack uh channel the group which has channels in it lots of there's crowdfunding talk there's um just people get rid of old books there's creative there's art yeah. threads there's all kinds going on in that so get in touch with us about that man that pound shop thread i fucking bought two trades off gary watson today i bought some comics of Vayman just for, for nothing you really loads on there man that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, also, the other thing we do on there is as soon as the convention's announced, not everyone sees it, we'll stick it on there as well. Yeah. Um, which is So it's worth keeping an eye on the convention and promo thread on there, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a nice review, helps get the word out about the show and everything that we talk about on a weekly basis. Um, it'd be a nice Christmas present as we uh, roll closer to that time of the year. Um, yeah, also yeah. on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod. Bing, bring back the adventures of Fred from the Eagle. Oh, I know. Right, 
Did, did I put that in the the WhatsApp group? And so I took a picture of the Egoen, you know, that one of those ones that Barry Tomlinson got. And yeah. there's like the adventures of Fred, like a single page photo thing. And it's this fucking inane. Some dude <laughs> try, tries to get a cab and then doesn't or something. I don't yeah, understand he's, it. Hey, he's hey, like hey. making finger point in the cab. He goes, oh, I'll tell you what, you better drive and you can take us where you're going. It's like, there's no joke here. What is this? this is <laughs> They're the fucking page to film there. They don't yeah. taxi parked yeah. outside, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. 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 Look, look yeah. We, we've all seen uh, some books that are a, a drawn description of something like that that are selling for probably £10 in a comic book shop somewhere. I was going to suggest uh, on Sunday we do our own photo comic in black and white. Oh, damn, ba- damn, we've already done it. Yes, and you can look at it right here in these web portals. Or on our social media. On our social media. Um, I love that comic. Yeah. Just, the adventures. It's great. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I will say this though: we don't get Tony to do the speech bubbles because he he mugs us right off, Dan. <laughs> I like Any, dialogue. Got to make it as more inane than that Fred strip. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's it. You got to go for the dullest. We're going to attempt to, or we have attempted to create the dullest photo uh, comic ever. And you, you'll, we'll, we'll tell you where you can find it on the next episode. So you got to come back next week. Um, but while you're waiting for that, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony, uh, neverunanything.com, and you can find me on Mastodon at I'm not on Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put a tweet said what what social media thing we on next week because every fucking week everyone's changing. And where can you find uh, you, Dan? Find me on Parlor. Uh, no, find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can be Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And you can find me anywhere at Jester Diablo. Um, I say anywhere, it's um, not like I'm going to be outside your house or anything like that. No. I'm not like Krampus. Uh, or am I? That's exactly what Ser- Krampus would say. Seriously, if Twitter goes, I don't. I can't see it going bust. I don't know if I'm going to do any more social media outside of it. I'm just fucking had enough. I just I stick like... to Instagram. I quite like Instagram. I, yeah. get I just feel like it's a good jumping off point to say, yeah. right? Look, I don't. I'm, don't on, I'm on Instagram at Jesse Diablo as well, by the way. That's it. Um, but yeah, they fucking just that Instagram follow used to be. Oh, I'll just follow all these artists, and I can get to see all these awesome pictures. Now it's just loads of adverts and stuff they throw in. Every yeah. social media platform seems to go for this cycle of like, oh, great, you're doing what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, but, and then eventually they get infiltrated by advertisers and yeah. shit and they, they yeah, just but, move yeah, away from but, where but, they were. But, but, but that's just the way it is. But look, Dan, if yeah. you follow me on Instagram, oh, you can see pictures of my cats. Oh, anyway. Oh, yeah. Bum, bum. Real stuff. Yeah. I haven't started the bum pictures yet. I've got to say, I recommend I'm following <laughs> uh, Ken Reynolds' uh, Blood Bowl games. He's, he like narrates every match how it went. I don't know much about on Instagram, on his Facebook. I don't know oh, much right. about yeah. the game, but I just love seeing Brilliant. Ken's progress. He's, I think he's into the playoffs. So nice. shit's getting real. Fuck, fuck the World Cup. Is that like rollable? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But with monsters. I think so yeah. Look, while uh, we yeah. while we describe to Tony what this is, um, what is it? Where wherever you I are, like Ken. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, wherever you are in the world. Have a just a brilliant week. We hope you're doing happy, healthy. Force company. And uh, <laughs> Tony's still trying to put me off, but I won't let it. <laughs> this sort of online harassment by Tony. Nora's just texted me. She says hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um, <laughs> but goodbye, listeners. <laughs> and uh, we love you very much. I do. Dan does. And Tony does as well. No. Yes, he does. 
Um, so thank you very much for listening and from all of us here at Awesome Pod HQ have a brilliant week read loads of comics make loads of comics and uh, I guess what should everyone do now stay awesome stay awesome you almost shut what were you going to say Tony because you jumped the gun then didn't no I laughed because I opened a picture that Dan just sent me oh I know Oh my god. Bye everyone. Bye.